When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So if you have been looking for a therapist or if you know anything about counseling, you probably know, at least you're aware that there's a lot of different types of abbreviations of different, different kinds of therapy. There's CBT, there's DBT, but today we're going to be talking about a type of therapy called EMDR. And this is a type of therapy that is very, very effective. And my guest today, she is not a professional therapist. She's actually coming on and she wanted to share her experience of receiving EMDR treatment. And I thought this would be a really good episode, especially for those of you, either you have done and gone through EMDR, or maybe you're trying to figure out, well, which therapist do I go to? Do I go to someone that does only CBT? Or what about DBT? Or then there's EMDR. So this is going to be a really good episode for you to kind of listen to my guest as from a standpoint of being a client herself. So we're going to be talking about recovering from complex trauma using EMDR with Laura Weisman coming right up. Welcome to the Mental Health Today show. My name is John Cordray, and I am a licensed therapist, and I'm also the host of this show, and I am delighted that you are here listening. And you could be doing all kinds of things right now, but you are choosing to listen to this episode, and I really appreciate that. If you get a chance, go visit the website, mentalhealthtodayshow.com, and you can find all of the episodes that we have done so far. Hundreds of them are right there. All right, so let's get to this episode. Uh, I talked about it's going to be, we're going to be talking about trauma and complex trauma. And my special guest, this is someone that is not a licensed therapist, but it's somebody that's been through a lot of life struggles. And she has received training or received the, the counseling of EMDR. So she wanted to come on and talk about her experience. So let me just tell you a little bit about Laura. Laura is a writer, an author, and a mental health advocate, and she teaches others that our body is the boss and the emotions that arise from what we are feeling in our bodies is the greatest gift. She isn't afraid to share her own journey from healing from past traumas and struggles with CPTSD, which is complex post-traumatic stress disorder. This escaped me there for a moment. But there's too much stigma around speaking about one's mental health. That is for sure. 
And she creates the space for people to express their emotions. And it's her mission to change the way we speak and understand about mental health by normalizing human behavior and to have a better understanding of the impact of trauma. And she tells others that the inner work in healing your traumas is hard work, but it can be done. Healing can be messy, beautiful, and sometimes all at the same time. She preaches that with consistency, Showing up the best way you can and taking it one step at a time can create change. Oh, I love that. Well, Laura, thank you and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, me too. So I I, I want to know a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about you. Uh, there's a lot that we can talk about. You're a writer, author, you're an advocate for mental health, but tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a story. Well, writing has always been something that I have enjoyed as a kid. I've been always been kind of like a deep thinker. So I was always journaling and writing my thoughts and emotions as young. I can remember as young as like early middle school. So, you know, writing has always been my place of escape, my outlet to process my emotions. I'm such a process person. And then, you know, life happens and, you know, I've been through some significant trauma in my life and I just realized how much trauma impacts one's life. And I made it my own mission from my own lived experience of how going through the mental health system, how much there is a lack of transparency and honesty, people jumping to the gun of quickly diagnosing without even getting to know the person. So that's why I have such a passion for this because I just want people to know that a lot of the things that people go through are normal responses to trauma. Like if somebody had told me that when I was younger, I would have felt so much better about what I was dealing with. But I, when you're judged by mental health professionals, it can be very tough. So that's why I'm very honest and I don't sugarcoat about any of the experiences that I've had. And plus, I've also worked in the field as a case manager before. So I have seen it professionally as well. So I understand both sides. So that's another reason why I make sure I'm very vocal about mental health in general. Well, and I appreciate that because we have to talk honestly about this. Yeah. We, we have to be brutally honest, I think, because there, there's a lot of stigma that comes with it. And there's a lot of judgment that can come from it. And so I think it's, I'm very happy that you are willing to come on and, and be bold and be vulnerable and to be able to say, hey, it's hard. And yeah, I want to talk to you. I want to help you. I want to encourage you and really destigmatize de maybe what a lot of the listeners are going through. They feel judged in so yeah. many ways. Mm -hmm. And that's fantastic. I just want to clarify, make sure that everyone knows that you are not a current client of mine. We we have never been in a therapy session before. You're coming here to talk about your struggles on a voluntary basis. We're not going to dive in. This is not a therapy session. We're, we're just talking about your experience with EMDR and kind of what it's like from a client's perspective. Right. Yeah, because I think, you know, I've connected, I have a lot of connects with therapists across my social media platforms. And I think they tend to only have 
I mean, I could be wrong, but I think sometimes they have their own perspective amongst their colleagues, but to have a perspective of a client who has gone through EMDR and who's super passionate and vocal and about just healing in general and how impactful EMDR is. And I've tried other modalities. I've tried other therapies for trauma and those did not work. So for something to work at this capacity that it does for me is incredible. Like, why would I not scream it from the mountain? <laughs> you know? That's right. That's right. And and you bring up a really good point that not every modality is going to be the perfect fit for everybody. No. And a lot of times it depends on what it is you're going into the counseling for. And EMDR is a very effective. Now, I'm not certified in EMDR, but mm-hmm. I do know that it can be very effective for trauma. But can you tell us a li- from your standpoint a little bit about EMDR, maybe what, what it is and what it's like as a client? So EMDR is eye movement des- desensitization reprocessing therapy, if I got that right. Mm-hmm. So it's, well, one, I would have to take it back to CBT therapy because that's what I kind of was doing. That's what I was doing before. So just to understand why I moved to this, to EMGR is so when I was doing CBT and I did it on and off for probably seven or eight years. And I noticed every time that close to every time that I would do CBT talking about my traumas, I felt 100% worse every time I left. Mm. And I just could not pinpoint what it was. And unfortunately, the therapist I had perhaps was not well-versed in trauma therapy or trauma-informed care, but never explained it to me. So without her explaining it to me, I felt crazy. I felt like, I'm not. why am I not healing? Why is this taking so long when this is a decade later and I still am not? I'm crying about it as if it happened yesterday. Mm. So I said, there has to be something. And I just would always say, I want to hit the stuff in my body. Why is it in my body still? Like, I was like, I understand it in my head. I get it. Like, we've beat a dead horse in my brain. I get it. But my body still feels it. And I honestly don't know how I came across EMDR. I think I just was Googling trauma therapies and EMDR came across my research. And I was just like, wow, that's exactly what I need that. And when I started, I spoke with an EMDR therapist and I was like, this is, this is exactly what I've been looking for. And when I started, it was very scary because I wasn't sure what I was even getting into because a lot of people have apprehension to going back to their traumas. They think it's like being hypnotized, which it's not. The only way I can kind of explain it in layman's terms is if you've ever kind of done a guided meditation and you're kind of just going back to that memory as you are today, you are in the comfort of your therapist's office or wherever you're doing it. So you're, I think the main part is that you know that you're in complete control. So if it's too much, you can stop. And it's just... Because when you're going through a trauma, your brain kind of shuts off. You're just trying to survive. And the emotions kind of put, be, they're put back on, a back on the back burner. 
So now as you're going back, you're allowed to now in somewhat of a calmer state, be like, okay, I can go back to that moment and replay it in my head and reprocess those emotions back then now. And it's just incredible what it does. You feel the release in your body. Whatever needs to be released gets released. And it's not about eliminating your traumas. It'll always be a part of your story. It's about eliminating the charge that it has. Mm. Like no longer has that overwhelm or takes over your whole day if you get triggered. Like I, so it's just incredible. Yeah. So EMDR, the the eye movement, what exactly is that? Does your eyes move? So the part of the eye movement, it is resembling REM sleep. Mm -hmm. So when you're in REM sleep, in deep sleep, your eyes are moving back and forth just naturally. And that's when you have dreams and you're thinking and your dreams and whatnot. So the bilateral movement of going back and forth with your eyes, there's different ways to do it. There's like the finger where you follow somebody's finger back and forth. They have a light that does that. There's like the butterfly tap where you're tapping your shoulders. Like you're almost kind of like you're hugging yourself. And then there's these vibrating tappers that you hold in your hands. Mm. I personally love those. I'm a very like visual person. So I kind of need to feel things like just kind of on me and whatnot. It just allows me to shut my eyes because for me, I need to be able to envision deeper when I close my eyes and look back. So that allows you to go back and you are, you would be surprised how much details you can remember. You don't realize that with trauma, you block a lot out. That's right. And our brains tend to do that to protect us right? Uh, during that trauma. And so, so you mentioned the hemispheres of the brain, the bilateral going back and forth and the things that you hold it's, is it a buzzer and it kind of buzzes or shakes a little bit, vibrates? Yeah, so it's kind of, yeah, they're like little, they're, it's kind of like a buzzer. You hold one in each hand and you are, there's like a little, it, there's like wires and then it's attached to like this little box that you can control the length, the intensity and how fast it goes. So for different processing, when you're actually processing like a memory of like a trauma, you want it to go fast because you want it to mimic that REM-like sleep eye movement to go back to the trauma to remember the, the details and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I use and I think that's what I like to use and it's really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the, but it could be different things like you mentioned. But the idea is it goes back and forth from, from one side of the brain to the other. And your yep. eyes go from the right to the left mm-hmm. to the right. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's using our brains to reprocess as we're talking about the trauma, right? Mm-hmm. So you're talking to a trained therapist in EMDR. They're walking you through perhaps the, the trauma or maybe a, a memory that you've recently had about the trauma and you're then you're using this bilateral movement and sometimes it's physical sometimes like you can feel it sometimes it's you see it but you're going back and forth with your eyes and that is very soothing and relaxing because you're using your brain right so it's a very active therapy 
right? So you're engaging in therapy. Yeah. I should mention that you're not really talking. So I know some people can be swayed by EMDR because they think, oh, well, I don't want to talk about my traumas. I don't want to go back and talk about it from the beginning. You're really not talking very much, to be honest. Your therapist is whatever is coming through. Like you're like, oh, well, I see this. And your therapist will be like, okay, go with that. Hmm. And then you can totally have a completely different thought where you're like, now I have a thought of like what I'm going to cook for dinner. (laughs) And your therapist will be like, okay, go with that and just see. And it's just, it's just allowing to see where your brain will go Hmm. and just allowing all the emotions and like everything to just come. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. through it's such a non-judgment zone that is it feels very freeing in a sense where it's like I honestly have shared some of my most vulnerable and deepest things with this therapist than I've ever had before and with anybody and Mm. I think that's that says a lot for her because she's just really incredible at what she does and I think Mm. also it goes to say like what EMDR does also it just allows that space yeah, and I'm, what I'm hearing is it takes the a little bit of the pressure off because a lot of times in therapy, when you go into a session, there might be some pressure or some anxiety to talk. And right. so what do you want to talk about today? Well, I don't know. And it can be kind of scary because you don't know really what the goal of therapy is for that session. But with EMDR, it's basically it's following your thoughts. It's not tangents. Mm-hmm. It's following what's coming to your mind. Right. So it's exploration more than anything, it sounds like. Yeah. And it's kind of also just exploring, like, not only are you going back and you're saying whatever comes through, but you're also like, oh, well, as I sit here, I'm noticing, like, my hands are tingling or, like, I... Like I had a session where I was like, I sweat a lot <laughs> in <laughs> session. Like I get very hot. And she's like, you're, you don't realize how much work you're doing in these sessions. And I'm like, yeah. Cause I'm, I'm like, is that normal? She's like, yes, that's normal. So it's just, even you're paying attention to your body sensations through this too, is just so incredibly interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm just such an, I went to school for forensic psychology. So like, I am like such a nerd for this stuff. So just on the science part of it and just the psychology part of it. It's just, I'm such a nerd for it. Like, it's just incredible. Yeah. It, and it is a, a lot of science. It's neuroscience mm-hmm. that, that EMDR u- utilizes, which is, it is fascinating. So you mentioned that you 
did a lot of CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, and but it, it didn't really work. Mm-hmm. How is EMDR different than CBT? Uh, you mentioned a little bit with the eye rapid movement and the, the bilateral movement things, but how is it different than CBT? I'm going to go for my own personal experience, but my experience with CBT and just talk therapy in general, there was very little talk of the body and how it felt in the body. And I felt talking about my traumas, knowing the word now in EMDR of being activated, which Mm -hmm. i.e. is being triggered. Mm -hmm. I was constantly being activated in these sessions without really knowing it. I would get very, not aggressive, but I would feel aggressive or I would feel so upset. I can't tell you how many times I've left my sessions worse off or crying more. And I would be like almost like a few days after in this activated state. And you're just talking about it. Like how much can you really talk about? It's, you can only intellectualize it so much. And there's a limitation with talk therapy and CBT. And I just... Having experienced it myself, I know 100% that trauma is lived, lives and is stored in the body. Mm. It's why eventually we have medical ailments. It's why we have inflammation or those chronic fatigue diseases or whatnot. I can tell you that I used to struggle with like severe menstrual pain almost to the point where they were considering me for endometriosis. And I was in the process of healing some stuff in EMDR about some sexual assault stuff. And once I let that go and released it, swear to you, I did not have pain anymore. Hmm. And even my doctors were shocked. They were like, what are you doing? Like, what have you, like, he's like, I've seen you for seven years. How are you just going from severe debilitating pain to zero. I was like, I'm not sure if you believe in this, but (laughs) I've been doing like trauma therapy lately. And I don't know. I just, he's like, I 100% believe like chronic pain is linked to trauma. That's Mm. what my dino told me. And that was kind of like a huge major, like proof to me. Yeah. And yeah, I appreciate that because this is all from your experience. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and as a client and the type of trauma that you have, and we're not going to talk about, go into detail, but you had mentioned it's complex. Mm-hmm. And so that's a lot of trauma. Yeah. And so EMDR, like you mentioned, it really does do a lot of focus on the body and in trauma, like you said, affects the body. So it makes sense that a modality that focuses on the body is helpful for trauma because trauma does affect so many things in our body. We carry it so often mm-hmm. in our bodies. So what would, so we talked about trauma that's good for getting help from EMDR. What are some other types of mental health struggles do you think EMDR would be helpful for? I mean, I, Because I was always told I had like anxiety disorders or I actually was never really officially diagnosed with CPTSD until recently. Like I didn't realize that the anxiety that I had years ago was part of that PTSD. Like it didn't click for me. Like that's what it was. So I'm very textbook complex trauma 
without when I never realized it. And it's a shame because I feel like if somebody, if I had met someone who was trained, I could have been in a better spot earlier. Mm. But I think honestly, EMDR can work for anybody. I honestly do. I'm a huge fan of it. I mean, I've been doing it for over a year and I, you can ask my husband, he's so tired of me saying EMDR. (laughs) I'm like, what? You suffer from what? (laughs) EMDR. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just wish, I know therapy is not a one fit all kind of Mm -hmm. scenario. I understand that, but it can't hurt to try it. Yeah. And see what it does and see what it does for you. If you're, if you've been in that spot, like I have for years where you're like, this is not working. I'm so tired of like, I'm going to therapy and it's, I'm not healing. Try this because maybe you have more trauma that you don't realize because you might not realize it since you've been so traumatized that you blocked it out. And maybe body work is something that could help you. Well, I think that's some great advice. And now, and I also want to point out that not every therapist is trained in EMDR. Yes, that's very uh, important. Yeah, this is a, a specialized training and certification. And so if you're looking for a therapist that practices with EMDR, that's something that you're going to have to ask for right up front. Mm. Ask them if they are certified in EMDR, not if they know about it. But are they certified in it? And there's a big distinction there. So I'm sure that's when you found your, the therapist that was certified in EMDR, did you know about EMDR before you found this therapist or was it the other way around? You found a therapist and found out about EMDR. Um, I think in my research, one, I was just Googling it. Then I found somebody on Instagram. She's She's became actually, it's kind of funny how her and I met. She's, her name is Dana. She's the EMDR coach. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. And she's an EMDR therapist. So what's funny is I came across her website and I wanted to work with her, but she mm-hmm. had such a long waiting list that I was like, I don't have the time <laughs> to mm-hmm. wait. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to find somebody else. But her and I became friends via Instagram and we had a connection And we're actually really good friends now. And I was like, oh, that's great because we weren't meant to be client. We were meant to be friends. There you go. So that's, I actually found EMDR through her. So I'm very grateful that she has her Instagram because that is what made it click for me that I was like, oh yeah, like this is what I want because she explained it so well. But yeah, that's how, and then I eventually found the therapist that's near me. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. I love that. Because there are lots of great therapists and coaches that are on social media that really is, they're putting out a lot of really good content. You just want to make sure that they are qualified to do that. And you did, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's certified. She also trains mental health professionals to get EMDR certified as well. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I want to just veer off just a little bit. I want to talk, I want to ask you about your, some of the things that you do personally. You're an author and Mm -hmm. you've been writing for a long time. You had a a travel blog at one time, right? Was it called Mm -hmm. the the traveling Jersey girl? Yeah, that was, (laughs) that's what I started out at. Yeah. Nice. And you published two different books. Right. Yeah. So tell us, a little bit about those books and where can anybody find those? 
so I did start off as a travel blogger. I started back in 2000, 2008, 2007. So I've been doing this writing thing for a very long time. But even back then, I was always, as much as I was talking about traveling, I was talking about mental health back then too, because it was a matter of like, people were glamorizing traveling around the world and not sharing that it's actually really hard and that it's it can be very lonely. So I was always the forefront person to just be like, yeah, no, it's not that great all the time. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, my first book, Spiritual Nomad, is just my early years of, it was me about talking about all the traumas that I went through and how traveling and writing saved me from just kind of, it was just an outlet for me and traveling the world and meeting all these people and gaining all these perspectives around the world kind of checked me also that I don't want to say that I could, things are worse, like people have it worse, but it was a thing of gratitude and just having other cultures and learning from other people. And so it was, so my book is about that alone and how traveling has really helped me see the world, see my own world in a better light. And then I decided through the pandemic to write a book for teens on how to manage their anxiety. My, I have a stepdaughter, she's 20 now, but she was really struggling with anxiety. So, and I was hearing all these stories of her friends and I was like, oh my God, I was like, like, how are you? I was like, what do you guys do? Like, I feel like there's nothing like that. They, I was like, they need some resources or something. And I was like, it's hard to get a teen to try to do some clinical stuff. They're like, oh, that's boring or I don't want to do it. So I decided to write a book, a fictional story called Penny Panic, where they can understand the story, but just like sprinkled in clinical stuff that they can pick up on the clinical and just certain techniques that they could use. And they can even use some of these techniques in school because that was the whole point was that they can kind of do it anywhere. Some of it. And I just, I had a lot of good feedback on that. I remember I did my first book signing at a suicide prevention event down in Jersey for young teens. And it was incredible to see the kids get excited over that book to help them. So that book has a, a special place in my heart. And, oh, I love that. And I have my website, lauraweisman.com, where I, I autograph it for people or f- for people who buy them for their kids, or it's always available on Amazon. Okay. And we'll make sure we put those in the show notes. So if you are listening to this and you're interested in either or both of those books, make sure you go to mentalhealthtodayshow.com and you can look for this episode and find all the information right there in the show notes. Well, Laura, I I just have one more question for you. Hang on. (laughs) One more question and something I ask all of my guests, and it has to do with self-care. And I do talk a lot about self-care. It's so important. I'm curious, what are a few things that you do for self-care? So self-care for me, well, now with my understanding of how much trauma is stored in the body, it is so important for me to move my body, whether that's taking walks. A walking it is really therapeutic and it, you don't have to sit and meditate and sit on the floor and meditate. There's things called walking meditations and they are very meditative and calming for the brain. 
and for the body. So exercise for me has always been number one. I also love just being in nature. Nature alone is just very healing. And also being around good people who who are there for me no matter what, who support me no matter what, who just love me for who I am. There's no judgment. It's just being around good supportive people like that goes a long way. Mm, that's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that with us. Well, friends, I thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope it's been helpful for you. If you've been wondering what is EMDR or whether or not you should pursue it yourself or maybe for a loved one, I hope this has been helpful for you. And hearing from someone who actually received EMDR herself, and it's very effective, very powerful, and I would encourage you to look into it if that's something that you think is might be helpful for you. Well, I want to con- have you always continue to work on your mental health. And I want you to remember, always remember that the Mental Health Today show has been championing your mental health since 2015. Take care, my friends. Bye-bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.